Hey, man. <laughs> what up, brother? What's up, man? How you been, man? Hanging in there. But yeah, man. Yeah, we just setting things up. But uh, in the meantime, man, let's tell people who you are, bro. Hey, what's up, people? Um, I'm James. James Mines. Um, I am a regular at the gym we all met at. Yeah. Um, from Philly. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now West Philadelphia. All <laughs> right, West Philadelphia. And what do you um, do for a living, bro? I'm a respiratory therapist. So I've been a respiratory therapist for about five years. I travel all over the state and go hospital. I'm a traveler as well. So I go to different hospitals all over Pennsylvania and plan on going to different states. And I don't know. It's a little old, old soul right. trying to make this place better than what I left it. Yeah. Not old yet. <laughs> and you said you was from Philly and you came to Lank, right? Well, to Lank. You know, people from Lank, uh, Lancaster, they they call it Lank. But yeah. um, uh, what made you come here, though? So originally I went out, I moved to Lebanon for my first respiratory job. That was about five years ago. Okay. Um, and from there, I transferred over to a York Hospital for a better opportunity, more experience, and I wanted to progress in my career. And then um, started to go to um lancaster because they had the gym i go to whole foods all the time oh you go to whole foods <laughs> that expensive stuff but it's yeah. like it's real good for you so i start yeah. going there and then i found the gym and start just never left ever since all right so and, and, and did you go to a different gym when nah, you got here you just like, went to uf well i used to do planet fitness because i was a late night gym person i uh, go to the gym at 11 o'clock okay but then i was You're like back uh, in philly no nah, i was one oh, it was yeah. like where i live at and York. There's a gym, there's like a Planet Fitness that was like uh, it's about five minutes away from me. Okay. Oh, the one here by the city. Um. Or the one by uh by Lidditz? I think the city one. Okay. Already, yeah. So. That's where I started my um, my fitness journey. Well, I didn't start. So my fitness journey is a little dense. I ain't even gonna lie. Okay. So when I was around 19, from 19 to 22, I lost 100 pounds. Wow. I lost 100 pounds. Uh, I was trying to train. I was at. I went to Penn State. And I was training to be, I wanted to go to the Navy. Okay. Hey. So I was trying to be a Navy man. I was supposed to, uh, see, I don't want to say seaman. <laughs> sailor. Sailor. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be a sailor because I have an aunt that was uh, chief in the Navy and I wanted to follow her footsteps. Okay. Um, so I, I have that respect for, you know what I mean? I wanted to have that background. But I messed up my ACL. Ooh. Yeah, that um ACL torn, tearing brothers. Yeah. Me too. It, it messed up my ACL, and then I went to respiratory school after transferring from Penn State and put the 100 pounds back on. Then some, and some. So I gained 110 pounds when I messed up my knee. And then uh was just a big guy, 350 pounds, just walking around, just like, hey, I'm going to be a big guy eating pizza. It, it is what it is. Right. And then – Went through a breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all of us. Yeah. Like all of us did. told me about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. well, no, this was one before that. Oh, when before I was, that? It was before that one. Went through a breakup, had the, you know, and went through some mental health issues, and that's okay. when my second fitness journey began. Okay. So. And that's the one that kind of you took serious. Yeah, this was the one that I'm like, this. I'm doing this as a lifestyle, not because I want to look good or I know I'm just doing this because I want to be strong in mind, body and spirit. Right. And this is just what I'm going to be doing until like I'm not on this plane of existence anymore. So. Right. Took and it as that. So it took longer to lose the weight and I'm 60 pounds lost again. Okay. From the 110 that I gained. Right. And took longer, but 
the weight staying off longer too. So it's just all around yeah. different yeah. aspect of it this time around. Yeah. So. so you did lifting two, oh, four or five, my yep. bad, four or five the other day. Wow. Two days ago, <laughs> two days ago, I finally four hit five. that four hundred club That's and deadlifting, and it don't even seem like that much no more. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's always another bar. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, I I didn't struggle as bad when I hit that. I could have went for more, and I was yeah, like, you did that pretty clean. Eh, no belt, no <laughs> belt, no straps, nothing. I just was like, all right, let me muscle this up, and I did it. That's what's so, up. Man. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Exp- explain uh, a little bit about the the, the mental side of it. So, the relationship that I was I was in before this was about two years ago. I mean, uh, it was an interesting one, and you know, I don't know how honest you know we could be on here, but it was an interracial relationship, and I had never been in one of those before. So there was a lot of cultural things that I was very nervous about. Mm-hmm. You can be as honest as you want. By oh, way. okay, cool. Yes, yeah. well, but it was it was it was a lot of cultural things that i wasn't aware of and we were very naive on it there was a lot of differences that we were kind of just push trying to push through and you know us as men and we i mean we don't really nobody really teaches us how to deal with our emotions it's just go ahead tough it out tough it out boys don't cry yep Strap on your boots, go about your day. So that relationship definitely opened up that box because I didn't know how to relay how I was feeling and stuff. Right. And, um, you know, I don't want to tell too much of her business, but the things that she was going through kind of started making my mental health worse. Mm. And I didn't know how to, you know, I had to walk away from that. That would, that caused anxiety, depression, and I never experienced that before. I started having panic attacks. Now wow. at the time I was a 350 pound six foot dude. Now imagine, yeah, me brawly standing up and going to a straight panic attack where I can't even control my body. I wow. was I thought I was I thought I was like this is it I'm dying. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah. was happening. Wow. And, so, at, and at that age, how old were you when that happened? I was 25. 25. I was 25. 25. So are this you is now? I'm 27. I'll be 28 next month. Oh yeah, next so month. next well, month, uh, June June eighth, June eighth, mm-hmm. on July fourteenth, brother. Hey, okay, All right, <laughs> summer, summer boys. babies. Yeah, summer babies. Yeah, man. But that's crazy. Did you take any medication? Nah, I mean, time? so when I did, so this was the first dealing with the mental health thing was like I knew that something was wrong, and all my family is in Philly, so I couldn't just pull up and be like, "Yo, this is what's going on. Let's just you know chill." And luckily, my job had like a six free sessions with therapy. Okay. So I'm like, this is everything I'm used to doing ain't working. Right. Let me try something new. So I did the th- six free sessions of therapy, and they recommended like an as-needed anxiety thing. Therapy was, as in like just talking? Just, just talking, like one-to-one? What's going on? I don't know how to process this. And then she started, you know, saying, okay, I've never well, been to one. It's is honestly it? – all right, so y'all gonna laugh at me? No, I've, yeah, I've, been, I've, done, I've done therapy before. You, you, you have? have? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I've <laughs> never. So like, I was so at the time, I was like very nervous about who I was going tell what I was feeling with. About I was like, I, I don't know. And it was this lady that they put me with, and she was like a lady from Texas, like a middle aged woman from Texas. I'm like, what is a middle aged woman from Texas going to help a 25 year old black man from Philly? Yeah. <laughs> What's she gonna help me do? Yeah. Yeah. She don't know. Yeah. She ain't from here. Right, she don't know. So, bro, and it was one of the best people that I could talk to. Wow. Like, seriously, like she, for some reason, we start talking about gardening. I was like, because oh. I got a green thumb. Like that was one thing that my grandmother passed on to me. Like I can grow whatever I want to. I oh, just yeah? never do it. 
Okay. And um, she started talking about gardening, and then that turned into, well, this is what you're, this is what you might be feeling, and this is what you should do to help those aspects of it, set up those boundaries, and do that. And I was just like, you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I was I skeptical. It? You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah, but you was hungry to, to change. Yeah. Like, you wanted to change. Because it was scary. Like, right. Right. we so used to, all right, it is what it is. So when I was having panic attacks before, like, I would go to the market to go get some bananas and oat milk. Right. And I yeah. would have to prep myself. Like, why am I so nervous? Why is my chest beating, you know what I mean, my heart beating out my chest? And I'm like, wow. this is, this something ain't right. This, yeah. is, this is not what I, how I want to live my life. This is not, I don't roll like this. I don't move like this. I'm an outgoing person. I give anybody and tell anybody I love them. That's just who I am. Yeah. But I would pull up to a giant or something and have to pep, prep talk, pep talk myself for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, this ain't it. This ain't it. And then that's when I start going and I did the therapy for six sessions. So, so like you couldn't go in because why? Because you couldn't, you didn't want to be around people. Like so, social anxiety. It was like a social anxiety okay. because wow. you know what I mean. For lack of what she went through, it was um, also to some of the things that I went through that caused some of my anxiety was when I moved to Central PA. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Where we come from melting pots. Yep. All my best friends growing up, their parents were immigrated from another uh, country. Right. When I moved to York. All of that was out the window. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would go to a farmer's market, and I'm with a, a five-two white woman, yeah, and yeah. I'm a six-foot, three hundred pound bearded black man. Yeah, if it yeah. was, if it was thirty people in the room, it was sixty eyeballs on us. Right, right. That happens. Right, Not right, to right. say that was anybody's fault, but it's just like you don't see that often. No, you don't. What, so was, was that uncomfortable for you? Very, because you know where you come, where I come from, it just you just go like you're yeah. used to seeing it. Right? Yeah. So that's when my street smarts start to kick in. Like, yo, like, all right, do I gotta watch my back? Do I gotta protect her? Like, yeah. what's like, you know what I mean? Like, where we at? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, as it, you know, it started to get more, like, harder. And when the breakup happened, and like, all of the depression started to set in. That's when the social anxiety set in too, because now I'm, I wasn't with her. I was by myself, and a traumatic experience that happened when we went camping the one time when somebody had rolled past on a campground 500 feet away, called me the N-word, driving past. And it's just like, if this person could do this at a campground when there's dozens of family around, what's about to pop off when I'm by myself? Right. So I'm when like, did this happen? This was at a campground. H- how long ago was it? Uh, this was about when I was dating her, so about three years ago. About three? Dude. Eh, eh. So this is about three years okay. ago. This wasn't wow. back in the day, nothing yeah, like that. No, this is now. This is this no. Is, yes, this is, is now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not that. It's very common, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially here. I mean, you know, if people from, well, PA, um, especially Lank, uh, there's a lot of little there's sectors, little, man. Yeah. There's little sectors. There's actually, when I went to York, actually, too, um, there was a, a spot where they told me where they, you know, where the cult, they, get, they gather mm-hmm. around and they do fog and they do ceremonies and stuff like that. And you know what I mean by the cult. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the KKK. We're talking about uh, racial, white su- race, white supremacy, white supremacists and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and and it's crazy because, you know, we, we hear this in, in on YouTube, you know, we watch this on Netflix, but, you know, we, all of us, we, sometimes we get to see it or we yeah. get to feel it or, you know, and Experience how do we respond? Some people experience that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. That, right. Like me too. Um, 
the the me me being in those environments uh, i mean i could adapt to any environment mm -hmm. whether it be with any race i mean um any color man that was always the way that my mom told me to, to grow up and my parents told me to grow up they told me to be it doesn't matter where you come from right it just what matters is, is the character right yep. that's right. what we should be worried about not color don't not worry about color worry about what's in here and i always grew up on that and you know when especially uh when i felt it first was when i was um when i was like uh well i'm 23 now so like when i was 20 mm -hmm. i felt like oh wait you know i'm hispanic and you know all the you know immigration and whatnot like when trump was in office he kind of made me feel like oh you know i'm not supposed to be yeah. here and that's like i told you my grandma came uh, crossing the border mm -hmm. and she landed on in queens new york and i'm like well because of her now i'm here so i got to give thanks to her mm -hmm. but then you know they were making it look like you know that we're, we're aliens we're not supposed to be here and stuff yeah. like that so i always say um like there is good people there's also bad people right, right? And, and you know i get that but we we can't put everybody all in the exactly. same hole because they're coming out of third world countries trying to look for a new life mm -hmm. some of them are criminals but not all of them are criminals man like i i have a lot of mexican friends and they yeah. still work in the crops and I, but if it wasn't for them, then we wouldn't have no crops in our mm -hmm. giant and our hopefuls and, and whatnot. So the we gotta bananas I'm scared. It was scared to get. <laughs> yeah, 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 we gotta have respect for for, for yeah. all of them, you know. So, yeah, man. I definitely feel like respect. Just, I mean, I was taught that too. You know, I come from you know a strong family, and we never shied away from like who people were. Like you, if one person vouched for you, then come on, get a plate. You know what I mean? My mom, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's just where yeah. we all were. So, like, yeah, coming out here, I was like, yeah, we can go fishing and talk about the game and something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. it didn't matter who you was. But but it's a lot different from yeah. coming from fully to here. Yeah. It's a big change. It's mm -hmm. a big change. That's why when I asked you, I'm like, yo, you like it here? You're like, yeah. I was like, it's, it got better. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it got it's better. something you got to adapt to. And, mm -hmm. and little by little, it's a process, man. But that's crazy that, you know, when we talk about relationships, you know, I can relate to you a lot because I came out of a very toxic relationship mm -hmm. and um, I came from uh, my own mental struggles and just by being with the wrong person can make it 10 times worse because not only are you, mm -hmm. are you dealing with your own self, but now you're dealing with somebody else's yeah. self. And when you guys don't know what to do and it collides, bro, it's like a bomb. Boom. Mm -hmm. And then you, you have two choices. Either it's a mind game. Either you help yourself, which you don't know how already, or you just step away mm -hmm. and restart with life. And it's tough because, you know, we're all trying to develop ourselves and why not even when we're younger, when we're 20, 22, 23, you know, yeah. we're trying to figure out what we want in life. But sometimes it's also the best thing you could do sometimes is to step back. And, and if you tried and tried and tried, but it's not working out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I did. I had to take a step back, and it was one of the best choices of my life because now um, I find myself with the right people now, with the yeah. right girl, you know, with, with you know, she's probably watching me, but um, she's my backbone, bro. She, she helps me. She she pushes me um, mentally, spiritually. That's how I – she helped me with my journey with God. And like I told Julius, um, my journey is like a very slow process mm -hmm. but it always was going up but i had a lot of stumbles a lot of falls and not anybody can support you like that so you yeah. have to sometimes um when you 
you can't look at things always in a negative uh, connotation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things happen for a reason, and you got to be like, okay, um, I'm still dealing with this and that, you know, whether it be depression or, or, or whatever, or, or stress. Um, but when you are hanging around with the right person, that person now can aid you, and now you can move forward on with your life. And not saying that those things are just like, magically go away because we struggle with those you know sometimes Mm -hmm. i i I do struggle um obviously the things i used to not like get to me like not to leave my room now is like i help others pass what i used to went through and it's all because you know i remember one time when i was by myself and i didn't have anybody yeah and like i told julius i had the same thing i had paranoia i didn't want to talk to people especially in high school i used to wear headphones all the time because I didn't want to socialize. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Like I will skip you. Um, <laughs> I will, I would, you know, I wouldn't even text sometimes because I I knew it would get to that point where I had to see him in person. Okay. So it was like, it was a very uh, slow process, but that all came to when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I had a lot of traumatic experiences where people would backstab me a lot, mm-hmm. like family members, like I told you, friends, um, anybody, and it just took a long time to say, you know what. It's not me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have. It's probably something that they're going through, that they don't know how to resolve. So let me be the better person now that I've um, elevated, and and let me help them out too. Yeah. But sometimes you know we put that 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 blockage, that barrier, and say you know what I'm gonna level up, and I'm gonna leave everybody behind. But mm-hmm. sometimes you know God blesses you so you can turn around and you can help the other people get out of what they're going through as well in life. Because at the end of the day, bro, we all go through our our, our go throughs. You know, mm-hmm. probably Julius is going through something. I'm going through something. <laughs> yeah, You're going yeah. through something. I was about, I was about right. to ask Julius. I was like, man, but you gotta tell me about the, your experience with therapy when you get a chance. Oh, yeah. dude. It, oh, okay. I, I I can talk about it right now. All so right. Uh, back in high school, um, it's probably around tenth grade. Um, I had an assistant principal who I actually really looked up to. Uh, if my sister's watching, she knows who I'm talking about. Mr. Pritchard was his name. Okay. Um, I really looked up to this man. He, he was really optimistic. Someone I, I actually inspired to be. And then, um, fortunately, he had a, he had a heart attack. Um, that led to spiraling depression uh, every day. Um, just not, not wanting to live, not being very active. And plus, I didn't really um, enjoy my social life in high school. Um, yeah, I knew a lot of people. But at the same time, I, I didn't like... Um, I was trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually disliked myself. And then um, I, after I did therapy for, for a little bit, um, I kind of I kind of developed a mindset like, you know, for, you know, if, if you want people to care about you, you get or yeah, if you want people to care about you, you got to kind of care about yourself first. You got to take care of yourself first. Right. And then go and take care of other people and they'll take care of you. And um, right. I, I started to kind of to, to live by that mindset. And um and uh, for for any of my my brothers who who I worked with, um, brother in the Marine Corps or outside, like uh, you guys notice, I, I would always do my best to look out for you. And um, I kind of I, I developed that mindset of um, I just love helping people because it's it's something that definitely um, gets me off. It sounds weird, <laughs> um, but it gets me off in a good way. As in, like you know, I would want someone to do the same thing for me. Yeah. And so that that's kind of how I ended up here too. Like. Um, like I'm very uh, personable. Yeah. I, I like to, to, to try to relate to people. We we all have been depressed. We we've all experienced something. It's just um, we all 
determine how we go about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, us three, we decided to to be more optimistic about our situations. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you know, come out more optimistic instead of instead of um, staying shelled in, which I know a lot of young people, even even older people, struggle you to get out of their it. shell. Yeah. Because sometimes you know you. In your mind, you're like, "Oh, I'm the only one in the whole world that's going through this, mm-hmm. right?" But, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, that was but that's in high not, school. Yeah, you're yeah. like, "Oh, I'm the only one here. Nobody can can understand me. Nobody can can because of this and this and this and this." But turns out your neighbor is going through the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> Literally, and, and, and you can't be selfish. You know what I mean? You, you start to th- you know realize, "Hey, you're not the only one in the world." You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, this you, you got to try to look out for other people too, because you want them to look out for you as well. Yeah. Exactly. That's true, and I think I think the funny thing about if you bring in like you know talking to God about that too, is I had a habit I had to get out of this habit because I I got to that point where I'm like, all right, you know what I realized that everybody is going through something. Right. Then I started to slip into a slippery slope of well, why should I pray about it? Why should I pray about it? I mean, yeah. God, I got other people that probably need the prayers more. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like yeah. so you know what I mean? It's that was a tricky one for me. I don't know if you guys ever struggled with that. Um, so him and I are actually the complete opposite when it comes to really. Yeah, yeah. I'm not religious at all. Yeah, so I, I'm more. <laughs> yeah, I'm religiously spiritual. I'll say that. <laughs> right, right. I mean, when I, uh, that's kind of the one of the reasons why I was trying a lot of drugs. Really? Uh, because I wanted to spirit feel something uh, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, I never told this story, but let's just do it right now. Um, I was going through a very experimental phase when I was around 18, and um, I tried a lot of um, um, acid, shrooms, psychedelics. Um, psychedelics, a lot, a lot. Wow. Like, like it was getting really bad, because I was tired of my life, man. Like, I was saying, if there's something else in life, I want it now, because where I'm at in life right now, I'm just very depressed. I don't know what I want in my life, and mm. you know, hearing other people talk about it, they were talking about like they were eating candy. You know, oh, I went like, right. uh, like um, one that talks about a lot of um, is Joe Rogan himself. He talks about a lot of like eating, like, uh, like taking the toad trip and whatever, whatever. And I remember at the time I wanted to feel something. And what I thought was a spiritual journey was actually probably the worst days of my life. I remember that it was so bad that I want I thought I was dead when mm. when I got high and. That was actually one of the reasons why I stopped doing all that stuff because yeah. I felt like my my life was I felt like I was going through a dark dark hole and I couldn't see the very end of it and my whole trip was literally of uh, me going back into time and those negative flashbacks mm-hmm. in my life and making it stronger and it was yeah. like something was attacking me so I was like you know what. I have to st- I have to stop <laughs> with this because it was getting real to the point where, like yeah. I told Julius, um, I had wanted to escape my reality, my all all day. I, I had to escape my reality. I like to be out. I, I like to be more high on something than be sober. Mm. And if you know what I mean, you know, being sober when I was a kid, I mean, I just wanted to escape what I was going through, man, because mm-hmm. like I so told Julius, I used to put a lot of my emotions and my, and my anger and my jealousy under the rug. But what happens when you put stuff under the rug, you it know, time right to time, it just, it just mm-hmm. comes right back up. And I was like, whole smokes. Yep. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these things. And the thing that hurt me more is that I, st- I stayed shelled in. So I didn't talk to this about, about any of my emotions to anybody. 
I just kept it in. And I kept it in and I kept it in and I kept it in. And I thought that drugs, you know, taking this was going to release it. But it didn't. It amplified Mm -hmm. it. It it made it ten times worse to the point where um, not only is it amplifying, but now I'm getting super addicted to these chemicals and to all these things. And, you know, I I remember having, uh, um, like, uh, um, cold sweats when I wanted to quit. Uh, Cold turkey didn't work. Um, It was a long process. It was I wanted to change. Yeah. But I didn't know how. And the funny thing is that I couldn't relate to nobody. At that time, Mm -hmm. it was true. I couldn't relate to anybody because at that time, you know, being a little kid and doing all these things, and I talked to the elders, and they they never um, even smoked a cigarette. (laughs) And I'm like, well, how can you connect with me if you've never been through what I've been through? Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, bro, this is actually uh, my girlfriend's dad. Yeah. He himself was a was a drug addict himself, okay, and he was one of the first people where I connected with because I could see and I could connect with somebody that has been through what I've been through, and he kind of helped me in my journey when he was already like wait he was actually the um the youth leader at that time for the church, and at that time I remember uh, I had two choices because I I got to that point it was so bad where. My father was like, either you go to this camp. It was a camp for youth at the night, or you go, or I deport you to Ecuador. Oh, it was that bad. Like it was really bad. I was failing in school. Um, I didn't care about nothing. Um, I do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? I had that that uh, that uh, stinky attitude as a kid. Um, I didn't want to talk to nobody. And I was like, you know what's better than getting deported to Ecuador? I'm gonna go to this youth camp. And that's actually where I met. Not only my girlfriend's dad, but I also met my girlfriend's mom, mm. and she helped me like a mom. So, and that was at my the lowest one of the lowest points of my life. I remember sitting in the back of the service, and there was a bunch of youth, and I just felt so like empty. I'm like, what do these people have that I don't have? They're full of joy, mm. you know. They're they're happy, and I'm here depressed. Like, starts with the mindset, man. Exactly, yeah. like like. Um, and I, and yo, and I brought some, some drugs with me to church. Like, <laughs> cause I told myself like, Oh, after this, I'm gonna go smoke a joint yeah. uh, outside. And that's what I did. Like, it was a, a very long process smoking joints and you know, um, but, you, but like you said, it wasn't the drugs that got me addicted. Obviously, yes, drugs are very addictive, but what was very, um, what, what needed to change was first my mind. And I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. But once that, once that clicked, then I was like, yo, bro, you got all the power to change, mm-hmm. right? But guess what? At the end of the day, is your choice. You get to choose whether you either keep going with what you're going through in life or you say, you know what? Enough's enough, and I'm going to go work out, and I'm going to go do this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go. And that's a, the, the daily things that we, as, as uh, fitness people, um, that's what we do every day. We yeah. say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to stay home. I'm going to go work out. And sometimes people, a lot of people struggle like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they struggle to even get to the gym, right? And now it's like, if I don't go to the gym, I feel sick. You or know? you feel like you feel like you like age 40, 40 years, yeah. <laughs> you, exactly. you sleep wrong, and it's just like, exactly. all right. But no, one, of the things the too, yeah, one of the things, too, though, helped me a lot was, was working out, man. Yeah. That really helped me a lot with, um, with my anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of built-in anger, and I remember when I used to work out, you know, after, uh, um, I told, as you guys went to physical, th- like, ther- like, um, like uh, vocal therapy or whatever, 
I had to work out because yeah. there's no way you were going to get me to sit with somebody that <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't even speak mm. to my parents, yet alone am I going to speak to a, a stranger. I feel you on that when I was scared. I was yeah. like, what is this lady going to yeah. say? And <laughs> yeah, that helped me a lot, man. When I was 16, that helped me so much. And now it's awesome to see the young generation getting into fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of family members that are trying to work out and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? You're making one of the best choices of your life and you don't even know it. You know, the the earlier that you start changing, the better it is. And like, that's that snowball effect. So Mm -hmm. when you hit 30, 40, 50, people that are trying to get into the fitness uh, game and work out and diet, you already did that when you were in in your 20s. Mm -hmm. So now you can help others get and overcome those things where they're like, man, people don't know that i've seen people get so depressed because of their weight like i've like, been there yes i'm saying like <laughs> i've never i've never had that but i did let myself go when mm-hmm. i was uh when i was drinking a lot okay and you know it's from getting fat with just food and getting fat from alcohol is two different things mm-hmm. like i was fat from alcohol like i i i, I drank a lot of beer uh, a lot of beer like that's all i drink i didn't drink water like really like a beer belly yeah, all beer that belly. stuff yeah yeah i had a huge <laughs> beer belly getting fat cheeks chunky and all that stuff and that all came from a couple things but toxic relationships really like and i mean i had to take two choices either step back or continue and thank god that i stepped back and i chose a different route in my life because who would have known if i would have continued yeah right now i probably wouldn't even be here right now it's like the world is so crazy right now bro i know like i don't know if you know this guys but there was a a, a shooting uh about like two days ago three days ago right here uh like two blocks away Dang. and the guy the, about right. the guy that shot up was 19 <laughs> um the guy that shot was ni- like 19 years old and he's getting charged for like seven counts or whatever <laughs> and you know what you know what i said i was like you know what he does deserve deserve what he's gonna get, but we don't know what he went through exactly. when he so, was yeah, right to that point. Uh, when he was a, a little kid, you know, and where was his parents at? And like you said, it, it all starts from day one, mm-hmm. and it's a very long, slippery slope. But I feel like a lot of those things could be avoided if we take the time out to speak with these little kids. You know, yeah. speak with the kids. Um, you know, probably find ways to connect with them tell your stories and you know like uh like i know there's a couple there's a bunch of little kids that was like me you know what i mean and or you can go and if you go back and you always felt weird you felt out of place and i was the chunky one i was the one that had the chunky chunky belly chunky cheeks and i had glasses out of my entire family all my cousins was thin (laughs) like i was the only one so you know, of course, the bo- I'm just learning what body dysmorphia was. I remember, I'm realizing I had that since I was, like, young. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Right. And, you know, I always – I learned that now as an adult, I find a soft spot for the little ch- – like, I don't. I hope this is not bad, like the little chunky kid right. that's trying to like, keep up with everybody, and I'm just like, bro, you could do it. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, because that was me, you right. know. But to, to bounce off of what you said about, you know – like where the kids parents and stuff like that like you know being raised by my mom and seeing like also as an adult realize like she did her best it um definitely puts into perspective that sometimes their parents don't even know like so it's like really like a domino effect of you know because she didn't know anything about fitness she just knew that hey my kids gotta eat 
right. she made me a grown man portion plate at eight years old. So right. that was what I was eating. You know what I mean? And then when I was big and got chunkier and weighed more, and when I was like, I want to do karate, I want to do football, and she seen, you know, dudes twice my size. All as a mother, she's probably like, I don't want my kid to get tackled by that. Like, yeah, so she right. just never. And um, right. But she did the best she could. She did the best know? she could, so I couldn't be mad. She like, right. if she ever sees it, she, she always she always apologizes. She was like, "I right. made you fat," and I was like, "Nah, mom, uh, I'm a I'm a grown man now. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever did. I do to my body at this point is not your fault. But right. you did your best, and yeah. I want you to understand that." Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I find it funny because I went through the complete opposite of both of you. Actually, I suffered with being very skinny. Really? Up. Yes, dude. When I was 18, I was 117 pounds. Yeah, I was tiny. Oh wow. Tiny guy. And then I uh, got into fitness, like just like you guys did. Mm-hmm. And, um, dude, uh, we're, we're talking about um, parenting, right? Yeah. Um, dude, I, thankfully, I had very supportive mom and dad. Um, we could um, – when, when I think about parenting, too, also, for some reason, I correlate it with, like, our school systems and how school, school could do better with educating kids. They're just getting them ready for jobs, I feel. Instead yeah. of actually getting them ready for, for life. Because think about it. Like, yeah, our parents worked hard, right? Mm-hmm. Just so we can go to school. So we can go home and eat, go home and sleep on a bed. And then uh, we we go to school and then it's just kind of teachers uh, are really just trying to get a check in the box. And right. th- that's why you have um, Elon Musk, Musk's kids. His kids are actually in, in private school. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, I, which I think is good because it's more like on an individual level. Mm-hmm. And um, his kids are probably going to develop way different than a kid who who goes to uh, local school. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But too, when I went to, I used to go to Mennonite to private school because um, I was. I remember you told me that I, yeah. was, I was too bad for public school. <laughs> like I, I was just a bad kid, bro. Like I just didn't. I just didn't listen to nobody. <laughs> I was just like, yo, I'll do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. And when I went to private school, I actually got worse wow. because if you think people don't know. I don't know how it is in other private schools, but uh, public students, when they get kicked out of school, they got two choices. Either they pay for a private school or they get uh, homeschool. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of times is that the government helps and aids their parents to get to private schools. And how do I know this? Because all of my all of my all of my friends were the baddest kids from public school. <laughs> so not so now. Is it feels like a like a detention center where literally they're forcing God down our throat, but we're all looking at each other's backs because I know you were the worst one from Buchanan, you were the worst one from Hand Hand School, you were the worst from McCaskey, like there was the worst kinds. Of, I got into so many fights. Um, I remember just crazy bloody fights, and then we're, like we're talking about um, uh, sixth grade, bro, like wow. sixth grade. Uh, one of the people, the, uh, two people that I know are dead right now uh, from, from from still staying in the streets. Mm. And I remember just it was a very toxic environment where we, everybody around us, our parents thought that we was okay, but we was inside. And, you know, those eight hours, bro, we would, like, destroy the school. We, we didn't listen. Uh, we would run wherever we want. We would hide wherever we want. Um, there was people selling drugs in Mennonite, uh, and people know, bro. Like, like to this day, if you Google Mennonite, bro, um, their their principal is locked up because he got caught 
um, going into the into the dormitory into the, to the dormitory of the of the uh, what's it called the, uh, the students that come from a different country and they go For, like a foreign exchange yeah student. foreign exchange wow. yeah yup 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 and um, and then another case just recently where one of the teachers or vice principal whatever same thing same thing and this is a, a, a private school where people pay thousands of dollars to put their kids in and yet you know those teachers bro is like is is ridiculous to know that this is the head of the school and yet the head of the school is is sneaking up and doing this behind people's backs so do you think do you think it also depends where you are geographically too maybe yeah and, and also some private schools um they have different religions yeah. you know some of them are catholic private school there's a catholic private school um be, to be honest that's the only ones i know catholic and christian or methodist or um but Private, private, um, those are, like, expensive. I know that for sure. Um, one of my friends went to private. And, yeah, he got the best. He had, like, the best of the best, man. Like, this guy was super smart. And uh, he went to Coast, Coastal Guard, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Howard. And uh, this guy, man, this guy's a genius. Oh, you mean and he went to the Coast Guard? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And his parents, I remember at the time, they were, like, the richest parents that I've ever met in my life, man. Like, the, the, his mom had, like, acres and acres of land. And she had a... What's called like a uh, like a green dragon, like you know what a green dragon is like uh like where they have like they set up shop outside uh, and they okay. sell stuff. She yeah. had like a spot. There. Yeah, she owned okay. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the father and that was my best friend, bro. And you know he he, he was black, you know, and that was I, I remember the great times we had, man. This like he taught me a lot of things, where other people will kind of shy away. You know, I remember friends would tell me, you're friends with him? Like, he's weird. I'm like, well, first of all, you guys haven't had the time to really sit down and talk with Anthony. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, this guy is mad smart. He taught me about, like, how to text. Like, I remember back in the day, we had the flip ones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he had the flip ones. And you had to plug in your, your, your cord to yeah. the phone to okay. listen to music. A little he ox. Me, yeah, he taught me all that stuff. Like, how, how to play the Wii. And, like, it was a very... Um, good relationship like no drugs nothing like that mm-hmm. he helped me and then obviously um i went back to public school uh, because i was begging my parents to take me back because i was getting into a lot more fights and when i got back to public school it was a wrap bro it was like it was it was even worse than when i started because wow. i never fixed it the problem was there the whole time, but because sometimes, and I don't blame my parents. Yeah. I don't blame my parents at all. They were doing the best they could with a crazy kid. You know, they were, they were trying to help me from shift from public to private. It didn't work out. I got worse back to public, and it got me worse because not now I wasn't just doing it. Now I was selling it. So mm-hmm. I was very, uh, I, was, I was always business-minded. Like, I was always thinking about how to flip this, how to flip that. And I got into the raw flipping, you know. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was, um, I was like, you know how they say, oh, you get positioned in your job real quickly? Yeah. I was getting positioned real fast because I was selling fast. Like, I was, I was making connects, you know. I was like, yo, you need, oh, okay, you talk to my mans. Mm-hmm. And I would have other people, literally little kids, like, back in high school, run my things while I was sleeping. I'm like, oh, you wow. want to make a hundred bucks? But all right, come to my house and I'll give you some. And but you gotta, you know, if you sell whatever, whatever, then you keep twenty percent. You know what I'm saying? And I brought that type of mentality now, where I have uh, multiple businesses that I run, 
but I had to change the focus. Yeah. You see? And unfortunately, I have friends that are still doing it. Now. They're still in the drug game. Yeah. You know? It's all I, they know, man. At yeah. the same time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Li- it's yeah. literally all they know. And obviously, obviously, I'm not here to rat you out, you know, because somebody before could have ratted me out when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yep. But, you know, in the streets, we just keep, keep you know, keep it keep it pushing. But I always pray for them, you know. Uh um, I see them sometimes, you know, I see them on face, you know, I see them in IG, you know, and I just pray for them, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, there, there's no hate, you know, there's no, because that's where I came from. You know, how could I hate the people that I used to be around and call them, oh, you know, they're not changing, they're right. not doing this, mm-hmm. just to make me look better. But in reality, what I, what we should be doing is that when you come out of those toxic environments, the only way to change your community where you're living in is to come back. But now you're healthier, you're stronger mm-hmm. in the mind. When somebody offers you something, you know better. You're like, nah, I'm good. You know, it took me, yeah. it took me so, bro, it took me so much sacrifice to get to where I'm at right now. That why would I go back and eat my own vomit? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I do that to myself? You you know too much now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, when I caught my charge, bro, yeah. I, I met the worst people, but one of the brightest kids, man. And I'm like, yo, you got so much potential in you that if you use it for the right things in life, mm-hmm. you will be probably the next millionaire. But because you're around toxic friends, look what you're at, bro. And no. and it is so sad that a lot of kids they give up hope, you know, they they give up too quick. They're like, no, nah, I'm always going to be like this because my dad was like this. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. My grandpa, he used to sell. Um, my great, great, great grandma, she was a prostitute. And I was like, no, but you can change. But you you have to have to. No one's telling them that, though. Nobody's telling them. Nobody's telling them. And okay. then on top of that, you know, you know how kids could be like, you tell them one thing, it go in one ear and out the other. I was one of those visual kids. You know what I mean? Like, um, growing up in Philly, like, I. I you see it. You see. I mean, I had family members get locked up in front of me. I, I had homies, you know, get killed. And, you know, sometimes that that is all they know. That is all they see. And I think one of the things about me going to college, I was the first one in my family, like immediate family, to go to college. I go away, and then try to figure this school thing out because that was, I could have slipped into that same pattern too. But I had so many like father figures that was like nah you smart right. you know what I mean so I was blessed with that like you're smart you know what I mean use your brain don't you know use your brain for, for basically what you be what we would be doing for the next generation right and I stuck with that like I started to draw I started to paint I started to get into all these different hobbies now I collect hobbies like Pokemon badges I don't okay. know what to do with them now like it's too many right, right. so you got some paintings yeah, I got plenty of patents. I uh, got them all over my apartment. Um, Do you have any on your phone? Yeah, I can show you guys. I paint. Wow. I play. I was a. I was telling um, Lewis that I was a. Uh, I played a sax. Oh, I told you that too. Yeah. Did he? Did he? Yeah, I believe. I think I did. I think I mentioned it, and then we just was like talking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, f- I fiddle on the piano. I played a little bit of the guitar. You know what uh, I mean? Uh, so this is all sparking. Like I want to. Bef- how I learn how to draw. I was tracing SpongeBob. Yeah, I want to see. I want to no, see. You I know see. What? Like that's why I see. Like you kept yourself busy. Yeah. You always kept yourself busy. You know, with something to do. And I think that that's important too. That know that kids can keep themselves. And I think another thing is with social stuff is like sometimes kids think that what they're interested in is weird, so they don't do it. Right. Ooh. Yes. Beca- so, it's because everyone else around them thinks it's weird. Exactly. And they, yeah. They. 
I had so many people like my mom's friends tell me like, oh, you like you like music. Um, oh, you like music. Orchestra people can make one hundred thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, really? If I pick up this instrument and really know it to the T, I can make one hundred thousand dollars just playing music. And at a at a show. Right. I, I didn't know that. Right. I was, yeah. Because nobody told you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nobody, nobody was you. telling us. So it's just I think that, you yeah. know, if you I know, because all they tell us is, oh, you got to be a rapper. Oh, no, you got to uh, 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 be a be a basketball player. Um, I remember there was like I had my phase where I wanted to be my like I I I seen everybody trying to be rappers and I wanted to be right. a rapper. <laughs> no, don't talk. Do you have a rap song out yeah, there? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do have songs. Where can and I find this? SoundCloud. We need SoundCloud. Yo, back when SoundCloud was just popping. <laughs> back when SoundCloud was just popping. Uh, I remember there's a lot of I was getting into music a lot because I love music. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use my voice and I'm gonna rap. Yeah. And that's kind of, I, that's kind of the reasons why. Also, I it helped me with my stuttering problem because I used to have so many times where I would just keep my mouth shut, but that made it worse because yeah. now I wasn't just building uh, um, social anxiety, but I was building um, no self confidence in myself, no self esteem. Either avoid the the people or or get laughed at because I remember people would laugh at me because it I would I would stutter no and I would tell the teachers don't don't pick me like you know if we're, if you're gonna raise ask me something ask me when nobody's listening because I have a stuttering problem and I don't want people to laugh at me yeah but I remember one of my teachers knew I had a stuttering problem and they literally made me read in front of everybody it was the most embarrassing time of my life. Mm-hmm. But now, looking at back, you know, being mature about it, I think my teacher was trying to help me out. And I give thanks to her because that was one of the things mm-hmm. that kind of pushed me to, like, I, I know I'm going to stutter. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to – as soon as the word H comes, because my words were H, J, um, I, the, uh, uh, the letter I, J, uh, the <laughs> would, would really get stuck on my throat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It just gets stuck. Like I can't pronounce it when I when I want it to, mm-hmm. and I remember that word came around and I, just, I I would just get stuck for it like. I like what it. was that the art? That's one of my charcoal it's, drawings. It's oh, a, that's it. That's, that's, that's one yeah. of them. That's, that's the pretty. first one I found. Make oh, it a tattoo. <laughs> nah, I ain't getting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got a bunch more. It, it, but no, nah, I feel you though. Like cause I I was telling him that I had a li- I had a lisp growing up. And um, I kind of learned how to control it over time. But well, jumping on to what your teacher did, yeah. I think now in the season of my life is what I'm learning is to not be afraid of tough love like that. Because tough love is a, is a slippery slope. My lisp, I used to start to struggle with. slippery slope. Stuff like that. But It improved a lot. I would have never knew you had a, a lisp if you were never saying. told me. But like hey, I when I was younger, when I was I, I used I couldn't say words like supposed to. I used to be like supposed to. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I was little, I, I remember my sister used to tease me about that. Look, 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 look how you say it. And I remember like, nope, I like this girl down the street. I'm not going. Nah, I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> so. like, I'm gonna avoid those words. And what? Yeah. And and you knew right? So you, would you avoid using those words before you even? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Because me, I was very conscious in my words that I used to speak in public. 
and I would skip words. I had to, uh, and the, yeah, uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Literally. I would like, I know I'm about to struggle with this word, so you're I'm gonna just going to skip gonna, it. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to try to work around mm-hmm. it? And then it gets tiring, though, bro. Because it's like, I want to talk. I can't <laughs> talk in front of people. So so since we're on the subject of embarrassment, what I actually noticed, that the more embarrassing um, experiences you go through, I feel like the more you actually learn from it and take from it. Yeah. 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 Because I still remember those days, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the most embarrassing <laughs> days. Especially public speaking. I never liked talking. <laughs> I sucked. At, I, I, I probably still suck at public speaking. I though. think I like public speaking. Yeah, For some reason, public. I developed a voice like I do now, and I talk. And yeah. I, I, would, I would love to be on, like, somebody's commercial. Yeah. Put like, you on a TED Talk, man. You Come were on. fit. Yeah, you were <laughs> fit. Very smooth. Or, I don't know, voice acting. Or I have friends that, like, encourage me. Like, you, you should do audiobooks or voice acting. And I'm like... Uh. Do you, I don't even yeah. know how to start doing that. Like, it, that's another thing. Just like knowledge of like, okay, cool. I have, I might have the talent for it. Yeah. How do I do it? How do I do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we have technology to help us. Exactly. You just literally have to just ask Google. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. So now <laughs> I don't got no excuse. Up. But now yeah. it's just like, I'm gonna go do it. But yeah. but but here's where I wanted to ask you now. Yeah. Now that you said, okay, you know, we know you. Uh, and just by this 40 minutes of just speaking with you, bro, mm-hmm. I've learned so much about you. Now, yeah. here's here's my question. What's, what's your dream? My dream? Oh, I got a lot of those. <laughs> was, was, was one thing where you're like, okay, I wake up and I get to do this today. What would that, what would that be? And it, it don't, don't worry about the money. Like, what would you want to do if you could uh, wake up and do it? What would definitely it be? helping people. Helping people. And I learned that um, I can do that in so many ways. Like on my Instagram page, I don't know about that, I make motivational videos. Oh, really? I, I do didn't videos know where I message of the day. I'll say that. Or recently, we were talking about this. Like I had just recently got out of a real bad bout of depression after a recent breakup because right. it's a toxic situation. I had to choose me and walk away from it. But it crushed me. Couldn't even sleep in my damn bed for a month. Wow. Um, but the lights that God put in my life made me realize that, like, I can't dim my light because it's too dark. That makes no sense. Right. And I made a video about that. And I didn't realize that after coming out that bout, I had a new sense of purpose for it. Right. And it's free. I could put it on, tic- make it on TikTok real quick, one-minute video, put some music behind it and talk and that is one of the one things in my entire life that i'm like i get to do this i get to use my voice as this voice actor voice and help somebody like somebody help me yeah and that lights my soul up every time so so you with just helping people whether it be through technology or would you rather do it on a on a platform or you talk about like more in person I would love to do them both anyway, but I think that's probably why I chose. I naturally have a naturally gravitated towards the medical field. Okay. Because yeah. my job can get pretty intensive. It's as if somebody comes in through the emergency room and they say, hey, I can't breathe. My brain doesn't, I don't have to think. I just know what to do. And to know the resolve after that, that lights my soul up. You know All what right. I mean? Or even educating somebody on, I think we talked about this before. Um, you had a family member that had potential sleep apnea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We were talking My about that. And it was being able to educate somebody and they were going through something for years. Yeah. And they could turn around and say, I never 
knew this or I didn't know that. And I'm just like, so it's like so many different platforms. You're arming people with knowledge. Yeah. That that actually helps better their life. (laughs) That lights my soul up, man. What about you guys? Doing this. Yeah, I, this is why this is why I started this, bro. Yeah, yeah and that, that's that's why me and him got in yeah, in I was, cahoots yeah, together yes. is because him and I believe in. Well, my main goal is to provide progression and happiness to the world. Oh, yeah, same, same as you, same as you. Yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, finding like-minded people. But guess mm-hmm. what? And the like-minded environments. Yeah. Because I met him in the gym, and then I met him. <laughs> yeah, at the, gym, <laughs> at the gym. At the gym. At the gym. But I was saying like it's funny because it sounds so small, but it's really like that, bro. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. Where you put yourself is where you're gonna find people just like you. Yeah. But if you put yourself in environments that are toxic and the parties that, bro, you're only gonna find people that want to do the same thing. So if you want to change a life, and that's a tip right there, like that's a simple tip. Yeah. If you want to change it, automatic like things where you want to do, go to an environment where you know where the ball, where the hustlers are at, you know, where the people that mm-hmm. want to change. Because guess what? Seek it. Nobody wants to go to the gym to look the same. No. Nobody. No. Right? Even if you it, maintain it, sounds it dumb. I want that little muscle to pop out. <laughs> yeah, it sounds dumb. It sounds dumb, right? It, it sounds very dumb. Like, why would I go to, why would I sacrifice hours daily to, mm-hmm. to stay the same? You know, we want to lose weight. You know, we want to get the abs strong. We, we, you know, we, we want the calves. We want legs. We want, uh, but guess what? That's mental as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I used to get bullied because I was skinny when I was a kid. Hey. I, I used to not grow, bro. Like, I would eat. <laughs> And I would not grow any any muscle, nothing. Like, and I was like, "What's wrong with me?" Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that helped me change that was drinking a lot of more supplements. At the time, you know, uh, supplements were pushed a lot, and I drank a lot of protein smoothies and stuff like that. Yeah. And I started to see that I was growing. And then I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. And then my dad bought a a, a bench press from a yard sale. Okay. Like a like a cheap 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 for how much? It, bro, it was like twenty bucks. Man, oh, that's a deal, bro. That's a deal. Yeah, come on. Nah, before before like when yeah. I was, before when I was like fourteen, and I remember like I was like, what is this? Like, you know, I'm like, I was already I was already telling myself you you can't lift this. Like I was already always denying myself, and I was like, you know what? What if what if this falls? No nobody could see me, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if 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 I was at the gym and I saw that when I was a kid, I would skip it because I don't want to be embarrassed in front of everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I give thanks to my dad because because of him putting that bench there. My dad never forced me to to work out, and my dad was a black belt in karate. Nice. Yeah. He uh he won a couple tournaments in Ecuador. Nice. Um and yeah and this guy has stories upon stories about karate and stuff like that. But all these sports, they're all what. They're all mental. Mm-hmm. They, they, te- they teach you discipline, respect. They teach you how to – you can beat your opponent up, but guess what? At the end of the day, you pick them up and you say, okay, you know, fair fair game, you know. Mm-hmm. Like in soccer, like I used to play a lot of soccer. I would want to rip your head off when it's game time. But after the game, is we're back to being friends. Yeah. You know, it's cool. It's just like that competitive uh, uh, a spirit inside of me where I just want to win, 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 win. And a lot of – the times where I, I feel myself now, I, I still have that desire to win, 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 win. But now right. it's not about me no more. Yeah. Yeah. It's about helping other people now. So when I come into this or when I come to the pod, like I can't wait to come and talk to other people about uh, anything yeah. because I know that with the knowledge that I've gained, I've had to pay for this knowledge mm-hmm. through through um, in, in 
incarceration, bro. Like Preach. through failing, through, <laughs> through failing, bro. Well, I've see, learned see, the I, most I think, of failing. See, yeah. I, th- I think, I think that's the biggest win is is failing and learning from it. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not, not taking it as like me and him even talked about this before. It's either you win or you learn. There's no such thing as failure. Yeah, it's what you take from it. It's always just a yeah. lesson, and it's a blessing and a blessing. It's like. You know, we we can go down and listen and say we went through all of this, but it, at the end of the day, it brought us here today to talk about these things, and it's going to help somebody because we are all we're three different men with three different mentalities, with three different everything. You know what I mean? Right. So, and we come to the common consensus of, yo, we here for each other for the next dude, and we yeah. we know what it looks yeah, like no when it's what. dark. You yeah, know what I mean? What. Yeah. Yeah. Still so and this is what people need, bro, because yeah. I know a lot of people in the world right now, they're hurting. You know what I'm saying? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're hurting. You know, I can't trust. Like, th- that's sad that, you know, you got called the N-word, right? But there's other people as well. Thousands, millions of people get, mm-hmm. getting called the N-word. And Thousands of people. Even, e- and, and also that, even if you're white. People yeah. call you whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And is the, that the gamer you? word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, playing Halo. Yeah, bro. So it's like, yo, people don't know that they have power in their tongue. Mm-hmm. So when you say something, you know, I always say, is this gonna help somebody or gonna yeah. destroy them? See, it's it's people. People aren't taught mindfulness. A lot of people when they when they grow up, they're not they're not taught that because they're kind of. Growing up, you're kind of thrown to the wolves. You're, you got to kind of learn on your own, Figure especially when your parents aren't around. Yeah. You got to learn on your own. Right. And like it, like we, we're so, as human beings, like that one guy uh, that just killed 10 people and then he killed in Buffalo? that 13. Yeah, in Buffalo, mm-hmm. New York. Uh, Peter, I think his name was. I get it. I get it, man. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even imagine, bro, what would go through my mind if I found out that one of my my mom just got shut up from this racist guy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, I, I, you know, I, I, I always try to take my step back and I try to say, okay, what went wrong with Peter? Like, how did he even get to this? How did he even find a way to suit up? Like, I it, saw the body cam, bro. It starts with the environment up. you're in, man. Bro, mm-hmm. and he, he said he was already, like, thinking about it. Yep. Man, yeah, like, he was planning it. it. Planning it, planning it. Planning I, it, planning I guarantee it. he's not the only one It was in the environment he was into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because think about it. If me, if me and you are alone and we're not in an environment, we're we're kind of to ourselves. It, someone had to push him to do to do that. Or he, he found some mo- motive to do it. To do and it. it all starts with... Like the mindset, someone planted that seed in his mm-hmm. head, that toxic seed in his head. Could have been a parent, family member, his friends. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, and he thought yeah, he thought it would, yeah. it, he thought he'd a be different place. by doing it. I, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> he didn't think about the end goal. He only thought that that hey, this is this is my goal. This is what I want to do. And so he went and did it. I remember um, on his gun, on his rifle. They confiscated it, and he had mm-hmm. uh, other uh, white supremacists. Name, yeah, I, I actually I actually saw the video. He live streamed it. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. Yeah, I just recently saw it. And yeah. I'm like, wow, it's just like yeah. see, I didn't want to see it, but that's where my social anxiety coming out to York when all of that because you've seen that happen years over and over and over again, right. and it's just like, all right, I'm in a campground. We we roasting marshmallows right. and stuff like this, and this right. is what somebody is comfortable enough saying. So I'm like, all right, now I gotta watch my back. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, right, right. So you know, I'm away from my family. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't got nobody that I could usually call up and be like, yo, I don't feel safe or something like that. Yeah. And it was just, you know, her family and her, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? I'm still learning about y'all. 
So I don't know if I can really count on y'all the way that I could count on my family. So that's when that social anxiety started to come in. And, you know, when everything, like the whole political and social aspect of things during that time was happening. You know, I think George Floyd was happening during that time. Okay. Okay. And it was a lot of other, like, raci- like, sub- like, you know, racially things that was happening that I'm like, all right, like, I got I to gotta get my license to carry. I got to make sure that I'm, like, good to protect myself. Yeah. So that was, you know what I mean? That was a definite, like, eye-opener to me because, like, you know, when we come from the city or it's a melting pot, like, you know what I mean? That's my homie. That's, that's, my, that's homie. my homie. That's my homie. Oh, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we not even calling it yeah, if we bodega, did. Yeah, know. like, go to the hotel, <laughs> man. Let me go to the poppy store, yeah, get a water ice pretzel yeah, and some... That's my boy, yeah. <laughs> and some bleach from my mom. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I come out here, it's like... It's different. Why? You know I mean? I knew that I... It was... It's interesting to say, but, like, I realized I was a black man when I moved to Central PA. You know what I mean? You grow up, and that's an interesting concept because I know that I'm black. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, right. when you when people remind you, right, in a negative connotation, you start to move differently. Right. That's annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, and that's when you and then like you know, being in that interracial relationship, it was like she didn't understand, uh, and that was when I really started to like feel alone. Like she tried her best. You know what I mean? Like kudos to her trying. But she was very naive to the fact when I was explaining, like, hey, this is what happens when this has happened. Or, hey, when a bunch of people stare at us because we're in a relationship, my mind goes to, I'm protecting you. And I'm ready to. Yeah, you yeah, ready to act. I'm ready to. Yeah. You were in that fight. Oh, what's it called? Fight, fight or flight. Fight or flight mode. And it was like, yeah. it was like constant. Um, yeah. And that's when it all started to change. But then I had other things happen to me where. Like, you know what I mean? One of my best friends is white. And I'm like, am I going to feel that way towards her? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably the same way, though, vice versa, mm-hmm. if your girlfriend were to go to Philly. Right. And it was that What way. would they call her? And we know what they would call her. <laughs> Snow Bunny. <laughs> yeah. It would. Yeah. It would. And, and, and that, was, that was what, you know, and I had to accept that, that, like, not everybody, like, not everybody's going to try to attack me or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it was, like, yeah. a mindset. the nicest people here. Yeah. They're like, cool. it was, They're man, chilling. it was this old lady. I was like, why is she staring at me? Why is she staring she at me? She just wants to give you something or talk uh, to you. No, Yeah, she did. She came up and was like, aren't these apricots beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> I felt horrible. I'm like, this lady racist. <laughs> she just wanted to talk about the apricots. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but mindset is everything. That's yeah. another something mindset that I talk about. Everything. How many times we go to the gym, right, and we don't feel like ourselves, and you can't get into a workout, yeah. but then something triggers you, yeah. whether it be happy or sad, or and sad. all of a sudden you PR in, yeah, you, you laugh yeah. for the next 15 <laughs> minutes, Y'all like, remember mm, that one time? got DMX playing in my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna yeah. give it to you. Yeah, man. And that's the cool thing about working out, though, mm-hmm. that you said that you can take the good and you can and take the, the bad. bad. Because this been sometimes where, like, I have to, you know, every time I, get, I work out, I have to get motivated. Like, the, how do you get motivated every single time? Right. You know? And I always say, I, I, for me, for me, for me, I bring myself back into the to the time where I was in the hospital bed. And I just got my, 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 my second knee surgery. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling myself, if I can get up from this bed, I will run as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah. And I get, I, I put myself back in that day. 
So I prepare myself, you know, I kind of like meditate kind of like to prepare myself to work out because I know I'm going to kill that. it. I know I'm going to kill it. Like, I'm like, wow, like God gave me another opportunity to, to lift because it's a blessing. It's just a blessing just to breathe. Yeah. How many people didn't even wake up today? So Amen. like, how many people can know, walk? Exactly. How many, how many people, people can pick up after, things with their hands? Yeah. And I was so like, <laughs> yeah, you did left this. So, you know, I'm like, just give thanks for the small things in life. And it makes the big things in life. Yeah. <laughs> Like explode. And next time I like, I help people out. Before it used, to, I I used to not care. But now when I help one person out, you know, I I give God thanks that He gave me the time and that we met. Yeah. Cause you could have been anywhere, bro. You could have been. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. literally. You could have been anywhere, bro. <laughs> but it's always like I, that. That's why when I told him is that there's always a reason for something. That's why when I yeah. met him, you know, we were already talking, and then it turns out this wasn't even planned. It it just it just happened, dude. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so, See? How, how, how me and Julius met, he just read it was like, yo, can you spot me? I was like, yeah. And the next thing you know, I was like, he sp- I spotted him. And then I think it was the next day. I don't know if it was the same day. The next day he was like, yo, can you punch me in, your, in my face? <laughs> yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> wanted me to punch him in his face with my gloves. So he just oh, yeah. wanted to train. So I'm like, yeah. This all guy, right. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, uh, but I was like, I don't want to hurt him because I got a mean right hook. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't know about you me. Yeah, I was like, I ain't going to do so. I was timid. But, like, that experience, I kind of read into it. I was like, that experience helped the both of us mm-hmm. because it had brought something to I hadn't done in a while. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was able to, like, move and. I was getting more confident in my body from that experience. Yep. Cool. And get used to the rhythm, the flow. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a minute, I didn't do this in a minute. This mm-hmm. feels really yeah, good. I like it. But how many people would say, "Yo, can you punch me right, in the right, face?" Punch me in my face. Yeah, in the face. It, it breaks all those barriers. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> like, it don't matter, bro. Like, yeah, punch me in my face. Like, <laughs> one of the things, bro, that helped me a lot too, like to get comfortable with pain, was was fighting. Yeah. That's that's how I got into fighting, like like sparring, you know kickboxing. Really funny. Um, I want I want to go back to the point real quick of you mentioning um how you think about the days like when you go to the gym about like um how you wish you could just get up and yeah. run. It's cool. It's cool. Um, uh, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. Dude, for for me, it was I was tired of starving. I was tired of barely drinking water. I was ty- tired of barely getting sleep. Just doing field ops all the time, dude. Mm. Nonstop training. Um, dealing with just uh, dumbass Marines all day. But at the same time, I think about those days, and actually it fuels me like to, to go to the gym. The same reason you get fueled for – it's not, it's not really failing, but just uh, struggling. Our struggles in life like really push us. We, we, and we choose this. We, we choose to have it push us to want to be better and to want to get to that, that, that place in our life where, where we are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was watching a video the other day. It's it's like we, we all have a self image of ourselves, where we want to be and where we were. Yeah. And right right now, um, so like all, all three of us, right? We have a self image of what we want to be, what we want to look like, what we want to what, what what we want to um, succeed in. Yeah. Whether that be job, uh, fitness wise, uh, mentally health wise. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. all have that. A lot of things, bro. Yeah, and and, and um, it all it all kind of sh- going through struggles in our life actually, it, it, it's helped us in this in this way of yeah. of 
reevaluating ourselves, humbling ourselves. And as you you started talking about fighting, like, it, um, what, what did he say again? Um, you like the how hard it is or uh, the pain, the pain. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to get used to get hit. That yeah. was one mm -hmm. thing. Because, you know, when you spar, at, at first, uh, I didn't like it. It's like a shock. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got punching my ribs. Mm -hmm. But then I started to develop, like, okay, I'm prepared now. Like, my ribs are, are hurt, but I started, like, you know, punch me my ribs any, again. And obviously it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt the same. Especially, like, getting chopped in the leg. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to oh, hate, yeah, bro, I used to hate, hate, hate. <laughs> The coach, you would always put me with somebody that was all like literally a fighter, mm -hmm. and that guy would chop my leg, like if I was, like if I was gonna kill him, like he would literally. And this is with with shin guards, shin pads mm -hmm. on, and bro, bah, and I remember, oh, mm -hmm. and like, but I would have to fight it because I don't want to look like a wimp. Yeah, no. I don't well, want even if in a fight, yeah. it's not gonna stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, and, stop. and that's a, that's training. Imagine a real fight. There's, bro, they ain't no rules in the streets. Nope. Like, mm -mm. either, either, either you fight or you, or you get killed. Sometimes it gets to that point yeah. where, yeah. You, where you like, so you have to fight for your life. But those, those I got used to f getting, uh, 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 like feeling pain, and now I know how to give other somebody else pain. But at the end of the day, bro, is respect. It, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's like it's like muscle memory, but yeah, with pain. It's, it's respect. It's respect. <laughs> and, and and yeah, yeah as respect. as you said, yeah, it's um. I remember, yeah, I remember respecting your opponents. Yeah, I remember yeah. this one time where this guy, I knew I was gonna beat him up. Like, he was like, um, like he just started sparring. Like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you want to spar? He's like, yeah, man, I want to spar you. I'm like, why me? Like, you have a bunch of people here. Why me? He's like, I don't know. I, sure? ju I just want a challenge. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what kind of level do you want me to? Because I was already at that point. I'm yeah. like, you want me to go light? You want me to go medium? Or you want me to go, like, real fight? He's like, well, we'll go to medium, and then we'll work our way to real fight. I'm like, you sure? Cause once a, especially for a beginner, that's not a good idea. Mm -mm. He was, like, a couple of trainings in, but he was still, like, his stance wasn't good. Like, his hooks were, like, you could tell when somebody's yeah. just new. Yeah, and you know we ended up. I, I mean, he ended up with a lesson, and I. But the thing is that I ended up with my lesson, you know. And one of my lessons was, yeah, he left with a bloody nose. He, you know, he left with a a, a, a sore eye, but he came back the next day for training. Mm -hmm. Like nothing happened, and I'm like, this is what it's all about. Yeah, like this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, I want to get punched. You know, I want to get go through pain. I want to be with people that are better than me. Why? Because I'm going to be better. But guess what? I still have to show up the next mm -hmm. day. Yep. You know, and guess what? And now this boy, yo, this boy now, this kid, he's going to uh, start his, 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 his debut fight on July. Nice. Hey, congratulations, congratulations for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it just it just comes from, from going through step. It's the step-by-step -step process. Yeah. And, you know, all these sports, mental health, fitness, man, you can just pack it up on all one bunch and know that it's all here to help us mm -hmm. but we have to educate others in different ways because yeah. to work out it's not just lifting weights not everybody mm -hmm. likes to lift weights yeah. there's martial arts oh you don't like martial arts okay here's sports here's you know like that people you do calisthenics it. just simply yeah, yeah. push-ups yeah, yeah. I, I i could punch a bag for an hour but i don't like running for it's boring for me mm -hmm. like it's just boring so yeah. so yeah man but yo bro i appreciate your appreciate time you. Yo, thanks been, for having me bro, it's been one one hour and 11. oh this was a real one this was a real, real <laughs> combo, bro it was a good conversation it was a very good conversation and for everybody that, that's still listening to this please like share subscribe and uh, follow the podcast 
and we're going to be bringing in more guests we're going to be bringing in more content just like this and if you liked it please share it to a friend a family member and anybody else that would like to hear what we had to hear to help somebody out going through this crazy time that we're going through but if we can help each other grow motivate elevate then this this right here could be something even more than we probably imagined so i appreciate you guys for always tuning in and check us out oh before we go we gotta we gotta give them some questions okay so yeah. uh we, we would like to know actually what you guys took away from this. Um, what, what did you like? What did you not like? We like to hear both. Um, what do you want to hear more of too? Um, but yeah, uh, James James was honestly a great guest. If you guys have questions for James too, you can definitely ask in the comments. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a library of, of just not not only knowledge, <laughs> but talent. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, I could talk to you just like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that radio host. Mm, you are listening to 103.5. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> tell us what you guys liked. And um, yeah, just uh, and tell us what, what, what you guys do. Because not everyone goes to the gym. Everyone struggles and learns not, not even going through the gym or even going through like um, doing martial arts. What do, you, what do you guys do to, right. to help, you know, with therapy? So, you know, yeah. tell us in the comments. And uh, yeah. And that's all I got. It's a wrap. Peace. All right. Have a good day.